And we're back, boys. Oh, we're back. Week 13. It's rivalry week. It's officially rivalry week. We're back in the Moose Media Studios. Love that. Uh, Tyler, Smitty, Will, we're all here. Um, Full house. This is like, uh, there's so many good matchups this week. Now, we have a great show. We're going to briefly talk about um, the the breaking news. Uh, by the way, we're recording on a Tuesday, which we never do, but it's Thanksgiving week. It is. So happy we, Thanksgiving. Happy everyone. Thanksgiving happy to the listeners. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for you guys. <laughs> I'm thankful for all the listeners out there. I'm thankful for Ivan. Shout out Ivan. Yes. Um, and uh, we'll, so we ha- do, do have a good show. We're going to briefly touch on shout out Yvonne, the new Yvonne, Ivan, um, the uh, the new college football playoff rankings because there was some news that just broke earlier on that. Um, and then we're going to break down we games. Got news. We got news. We got playoff news. And then we'll save some time for ex- uh, extracurriculars after. Now, this is the first show we're not time traveling in a while, so this is going to be interesting for us because we're no longer you know, going to be discussing things later in the, or earlier in the show that come up later. I mean, it's such a mind fuck whenever we do no. this. So. We, when your body <laughs> is used to time traveling, it's going to be weird not. Very so true. We're now going. having time travel jet lag from not, <laughs> not, not, not time travel. What's this news, though? Uh, did you see what happened? So, of course, you know, if if you haven't been paying attention, um, really awful thing. We mentioned it on the Sunday recap, but Jordan Travis like broke his ankle. His college career is over officially. He announced that. Um, but Florida State got hurtled by Washington, and so even mm-hmm. though you could say, yeah, the Washington win over um, Oregon State was you know a really good win on the road, blah blah blah, gutsy win. To me, like this is the playoff committee making it easier for them to set themselves up to leave Florida State out of the playoff. Sure. Like, uh, this is a tough one because I feel like Florida State, if they go undefeated, like, they've earned that spot. But, again, the playoff race is going to be a mess this but, year. But why have they earned it over Washington? Like, I love that the, the committee's doing this because they have the freedom to say, okay, this team's undefeated, but their quarterback just got hurt. That means something. That The BCS never would have done this. The old ranking system never would have done this. And so I get that people are, are, are upset with it because they're not used to it, but I think – as a fan of the sport, this is the best thing. Wouldn't we all want to see a better game in the playoffs? I mean, the, yes. the, the national championship last year was boring. It was yes. boring, and it's just that—that's not good for the sport. It's not good for viewership, and it's just not good for us because it's not fun to watch. Right. So, I, I know it sucks for Florida State and Florida State fans, but I think this is the right thing to do. And it's not like it's ten and one Washington who leaped him. Right. It's still eleven and zero who had a big win last week. So I'm fine with it. And they still have to play Oregon again, but still. To me, like the, what, the first thing that pops in my head was the very first playoff where Ohio State lost JT Barrett in the uh, in the the game against Michigan. They were down to uh, and and by the way, JT Barrett at that point was their second quarterback for the season. They bring in Cardale Jones, who was the third stringer to start the season. He put up sixty three or seventy points in the Big Ten championship game, and they hurdled both Baylor and TCU that year, and they ended up winning it all that year. And so again, like what I don't love is that. Like, I don't know that, uh, again, their, their, their argument will be this is more about Washington than about Florida State. But why, what's wrong with that argument? Like, like, do you think that if Washington and Florida State played on a neutral, Florida State would be favored if Jordan Travis was – or no, 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 don't put him in the game. Just Without right now. Jordan Travis? Right now. Who's favored? I don't know, man. Like, a neutral site – like, part of me thinks that Florida State would be very much in that game. Like, um, Well, I, but, but the point is it's at least an argument, right? right. Like, so, so and they're still not out of it, right? Washington could lose. Who did Florida State beat last week? Uh, it was uh, North Alabama. North Alabama. Yeah, it was Okay, a so what's wrong? I don't get but that. But if they I beat don't... Louisville then and they're still – like, to me, it's like they des- they've deserve a playoff spot even without – what if their backup is sick and it's a Cardell Jones situation? Like, I don't know. I, I don't know that we should be penalizing teams – 
because their players got hurt. Well, you know what I mean? But why? Isn't that the point of the playoff committee to put the, the four best teams in? Or yeah, four but, best slash most deserving, right? That's like what it always is. Yeah, because like both, based right? on resume, yeah, because right. most deserving would be resume. So it's both. So this is perfectly aligned with why the committee exists for reasons like this. If your quarterback gets hurt, that sucks for Florida State, but Washington's now a better team. You know, so I don't... This makes total sense to me. Like, Washington now... If there was a conversation before if it was better, or maybe Florida State was clearly better, well, now Washington State is clearly better now that their quarterback's out. Right. So if they're clearly better, and they're both undefeated, both have the resume to be there, to me, this is a clear call for the committee. This is not controversial at all. This is this makes total sense. If it were the other way, I would think this is so ancient. This is fucking antiquated. Nothing's changed. This is just a bad system again. This is at least a good system. And I'm not trying to turn this into a sports betting thing or a power rankings thing. That's not my goal. My goal is this conversation is about the best thing for the sport. And I think this is the best thing for the sport. Yeah, I mean, like again, I understand the argument because, of course, I think Florida State's not as good without Jordan Travis. But there is still like, like, what if we just don't know enough about this backup, and it turns out he's he's sick. But what you're saying to me makes sense again. If Washington's ten and one, they're still eleven and zero. They right. still have an elite resume. They still beat Oregon. Like right. they they have done a lot of good things this year. They are very deserving. It's like the argument, you know, whenever whenever it goes, all right, give me your top five coaches, your top five quarterbacks, or whatever, you know, NFL top five quarterbacks of all time. Well, you're leaving people out when you leave people, or when you say, right. okay, well, X, you know, so and so. In the, you know, uh, uh, whatever, like in college, oh, Bo Nix, he's got to be top 10. Right. Right? Okay, well, who are you leaving out of your top 10 to put him in? Right. So same thing here. Okay, if you're going to die on the Florida State Hill, that means you're kind of saying Washington's not even close to deserving it. Like, I think that this is all... Yeah, that's true. Look, and there's a lot of teams in that. Like, but to me, this is more interesting just because we are approaching this playoff madness where we th- there's probably going to be a team or two that we feel like has a legit shot at the playoff that gets left out. And yeah. so no, um, like every year, I just feel for Florida state fans. Like it's such a horrible thing to be like, we are, we're so close. We yeah. Were really you really, yeah. Let, let, let's write, let's write a poem for him. I feel real bad for Florida. I state do. Fans. By the way, speaking of Florida state fans, Will today? What does this have to do with Florida State? Will, I know what you're going to say. Will has no socks on, and it's it's been a little <laughs> bit distracting. distracting. It's been a little distracting so far. Look, you're a little you got a little Huck Finn thing going on. It today. does <laughs> Huck Finn because his his pants are like rolled up a little bit. Like you got a little Huck Finn thing going on over here. I'm not like uh, I haven't been rafting down any river. You okay. definitely look like you were wet within the last hour. Well, my my sweatpants were are actually still river? wet. I well, I told <laughs> you guys before the show, I went fishing. And uh, and I was wearing waders, and the waders didn't have a, a very great seal. And so my, my you were wearing waders. My socks are currently in the dryer, and yeah, my sweatpants. Got, I do have a Huck Finn vibe. I will admit that. Um, but I'm Been not catching a, tadpoles. I'm with not them? a dirty hick like uh, you know that, that skins uh, raccoons and and you know cures warts with with cats and shit like that. That that would be what Huck Finn does. I don't do that, but. I will admit it's distracting, and I'll try to tuck my feet back so it doesn't distract you. But um, okay, uh, before we get into the games, yes. First, uh, you know we need to give a couple of shout outs. So first, join our Patreon, patreon.com 
slash college football tailgate. Yes. It's $5 a month. Tyler posts his power ratings on there. We have bonus content, additional stuff on there as well. There's weekly podcasts where Tyler gives out an early, uh, a, you know, an extra pick. Yes. Um, it's, it's worth, it's worth the $5. If you want to support the show, and we got you know, th- uh, do it. three new members. Should we shout out the new members? Yeah. Uh, Al Nevin and, uh, <sighs> This guy had a great name. Will Will promised I'd read it if you put it. LeBong James. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And we don't know who I don't know who that is, but this is the deal. If you give a funny Patreon name, we have to read it on the air. And uh-huh. I love the name LeBong James. Uh-huh. Well, you're a big LeBong James fan. No, I'm I, I am a big LeBong James yeah. fan, not a LeBron James fan. No, Will's so a hater. I, I, I have respect for true talent, so I like LeBron, sure, but yep. uh, I, I, true flopping talent. Uh, mm-hmm. anyway, so let's get to the games, Tyler. We have what games. Well, I mean, first of all, there's so many great games we can we can't even break them all down. But I think we're breaking down what, like eight games here, something like that. Yeah, seven or eight. There's not. Look, there's if we're not breaking down your team's game because I, I know there are a ton of massive rivalry games this week. We sure. just picked what we thought were some of the biggest ones, and then a couple that I had picks on. So yeah, agreed. Um, okay, well, we'll start first with some of these. Uh, by the way, uh, Thursday night, we're not going to be breaking this one down, but Thursday night's a big one, the Egg Bowl. We got Ohio, uh, Ole Miss yeah. at Mississippi State, but we won't be breaking that one down. Hopefully there's no uh, dog pissing or uh, or anything like that that goes on to ruin the game. No, for, I'm uh, pro-dog pissing. I'm for for <laughs> the, the dog pissing celebration, that was such a legendary one for uh, Elijah Moore. Still, I mean, probably my favorite moment in the Egg Bowl history. But, oh, that's right. Um, yeah, cost him the game. Um, <laughs> Iowa at Nebraska. Now, look, again, this one isn't a huge... Rivalry, I'd say, but we love this line, right? Tell you have a heavy play on this. Currently, Nebraska, two and a half point home favorites here over Iowa. Now, I've been riding that Iowa under. I believe it's now down to twenty six and a half. Oh. Do I do I just keep riding it? I mean, yeah. it keeps hitting. No, of course. Should I ride it again yeah, this week? Hold on for dear life and ride that twenty six and under. a half. <laughs> yeah. Do you think it falls under? I mean, if you had to pick over under, would you pick under there? No, I'd go over. Wow. Yeah, Tyler would. bucking the trends. Okay. What's, what's your breakdown for this one? Uh, well, it, I mean, look, we all know Iowa, right? That's clear. Everyone knows Iowa. Great offense or great defense. Horrible <laughs> offense. Uh, the defense FEI ratings, which is the efficiency ratings I always talk about, number five in the country. So, like, that's legit, you know. If they had an offense that was top 25, they'd be a playoff contender for sure. Um, Horrible offense, though, 122nd FEI. Nothing new. We know this. But did you know Nebraska is very similar in their FEI ratings? They're 118th offensively, 12th defensively. Not a lot of people would think the Cornhuskers were the number 12 uh, overall defense, but they look good in the advanced analytics. So I see two really. That's I mean, that's why the over under is what twenty six, whatever you said. It's like the lowest ever. I would yeah. Think. So that's why it is. But I like how both these teams have been looking recently offensively, and Iowa. You know, for those who don't watch Iowa football, you may think they run it nine, ten, eleven times a game, and it's a slop fest. They don't. Deacon Hill has thrown twenty nine and thirty one passes. Uh, last two weeks. So they're doing a lot offensively. They're not good at it, but they're doing a lot. And Iowa scored 27 points in those two games combined, right? <laughs> combined. I did say combined. But uh, <laughs> this isn't, again, some like 11 attempt a game offense. So they're asking more of him. He's working better with his receivers, specifically Nico Regini. And I like what I'm seeing in this offense versus what we were seeing. Look, I don't like what I'm seeing you know, long-term, this isn't the great offense to buy stock in, but versus where they were, I think it's definitely a team to bet on in this spot. So um, Nebraska has dropped three in a row, and 
I honestly think if you look at the schedule, it's like, okay, three in a row, you know, not playing well. They played good. They're looking good offensively. And this quarterback, what's his name, uh, who came in last week? Chubba Purdy? He's stealing all the headlines. Is he related to Brock Purdy? Do we know? Yes. Is he? I thought he was yeah. related to Chuba Hubbard. Maybe um, both. Chuba Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard. <laughs> uh, Chuba Purdy. Is it Chuba or Chuba Purdy? Chuba. Uh, I like Chuba. Me too. Yeah, Chuba. <laughs> Bubba. Uh, anyway, Bubba, Bubba. Uh, Chuba Purdy. He's stealing all the headlines. Purdy people, Chubby. People. <laughs> Sorry. Is I that our next victim? <laughs> Is this our next victim? There you go. Did we... Uh, He's right. probably in shape, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, he looks good. People are going nuts about him in Nebraska. People are freaking out about Purdy. And so that's honestly a, a big part of this handicap is can Purdy solve Iowa? Uh, despite the friendly confines, I don't think so because my overall ratings have Iowa about three points better. And Nebraska's home field is about four to, to the average team. But I've got Iowa having this home field about 3.75 points. So... Everything's said and done. I've got Nebraska about minus one, and I'm getting what is it right now? Two and a half. Point and a half. That's a big point and a half. The closer you get to zero, the points become worth more. Now, obviously, there's key points like you know three and seven things like that, but that point and a half is worth a lot. It may not seem like it, but it really is. Now, let's talk about the seven billion pound elephant in the room. Okay, mm. Iowa plays in the Big it's Ten big Championship elephant. next week. Yeah. So a lot of people are going to have in their handicap look ahead spot. But I don't think that's the case. I don't know if I was capable of a look-ahead game. That's my point, dude. <laughs> On, that, that, that's what I was thinking. It's, so it's old school. Kirk Ferentz, Iowa. And, and then you, you factor in that this is a rivalry. It's got to, if you don't think it's a rivalry, they got a trophy. That means it's a rivalry. Yeah. You can't rivalry deny it now. air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, Iowa does also have the bit of a revenge factor from, from last year. So, you know, I just don't think it's going to happen. I got two and a half here. We'll take Iowa. Uh, I'm on Iowa plus two and a half as well. Again, like uh, I will be riding the under, by the way. I'm not going to give it up. This is something that we, I think, what's that saying? Uh, stand for something or fall for nothing? No, I, no, no. It's fool me once, shame on uh, me. Very, no. Shame on you. Yep. Fool me twice, shame on me. Right. That's the saying. I don't know if that totally applies here. However, because <laughs> Iowa has now not fooled me over and over and over again. So at this point... It's just I'm going to ride the under for sure. But I'm also on Iowa two and a half with you. I just think they're way – even though they are an ugly team, an ugly win team, they win games and they know how to do it, and they're more disciplined and better coach. So I like Iowa plus two and a half as no, well. Nothing wrong with taking the better coach. Nothing wrong with that. And by the way, these, these are the Friday games. These are the day after Thanksgiving games, the Iowa and Nebraska oh, game. this is an early – is this uh, 10 a.m. our time? So this is 9 Pacific, noon Eastern. This is get ready for a full day. This, this is your appetizer. Is, is yes, it's noon Eastern on Friday. This is your appetizer. Yeah, this your is Friday. This appetizer. is exactly. This is when you're eating leftovers. This is when you have like leftover breakfast or lunch. Uh, it's perfect. And we so, got a pick for you. Let's go Iowa. Love it. Uh, and next up, now it's the Friday night game. We've got Oregon State at Oregon. This is what the. Uh, the, the, what do they call this one? The, the the Oregon Showdown? Does this one have a name? Well, beavers and ducks fighting wouldn't be much of a fight, right? A beaver would whoop a duck's ass, right? I Ryan? don't know, man. I think Ryan's duck- our animal. Our, our, our animal would guy. a beaver? But ducks can fly. They can like they have <laughs> air superiority. It's like having an air got force. The aerial assault. Uh, who wins, beaver or duck? Uh, like, do ducks fight much. Yeah, I mean, a, a beaver has more vicious teeth, though. Yeah. Right? If it is one on duck. one, ducks still have teeth. Uh, Civil War. Do they? The Civil War. The Civil War. Yes. Okay. They can get away with that in the Northeast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good call. <laughs> up in Oregon. Because, 
Northwest. Thank you. Yeah, you can't get away with that in the Northeast, even. (laughs) Northwest. Way in the Pacific Northwest, up here by uh, Canada. Well, there's a lot of Civil Wars. By Vancouver, you know. That's where you can get away with it, up by Vancouver. Isn't that what they call Colorado State, Wyoming, too? Civil War, something like that? You're still flirting with the... You can't can't call... Border War. Yeah. yeah, You can't call, you know, Tennessee, Michigan, the Civil War. Right. Sure can't. It's digging up, (laughs) uh, you know... Yeah, that's, that, that's going back and looking at some tweets. Makes it tough for the Tennessee fans. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Yeah. But uh, Oregon State at Oregon right now, Oregon a 13.5-point home favorite. Now Oregon State coming off the the tough loss to Washington. I mean, that was a slop-fest, rainy mm, game. Slop-fest, USA. They you, fought you, well. You had to pick this game? Um, you always got to pick. Yeah, I mean, I always have a pick, but I want to hear yours first to I see don't if have it's a pick. bet board game. You I don't, don't have a pick. Okay, my pick will be Oregon to cover. Again, I know that... This is a look-ahead spot for Oregon. They're already locked into the Pac-12 championship game. It's a rematch against Washington. It's a chance for redemption for them, so it is a bit of a look-ahead moment. But I do feel like this rivalry matters to Oregon State and or uh, to Oregon and Oregon State. And Oregon gets this game at home, and I think that Oregon State is just coming off. A, like, I think that that Washington loss was a big deal for them. Like to me, I think Oregon State really put a lot into that home game. Now they go on the road to Oregon. Um, I think Oregon really puts it to Oregon State in this game. And again, like I, I'm starting to trust this Oregon team more and more compared to in the past where like they were never a team I trusted. And this year I've put a lot of trust in them and it's and it's worked out very well. They're an extremely tough and well coached team. I think they score a lot of points on the Oregon State um defense, and I think that uh DJ Uyungle will struggle. So I like the Ducks here minus thirteen and a half, even with that big of a spread. Yeah, I don't have a pick. It's definitely not a good matchup for Oregon State in a lot of avenues. I could certainly see Oregon covering. The fact that it's a rivalry game, this this, you know, historic season for them, maybe they do run it up. Maybe it's that kind of year where they just keep their foot on the pedal. I'm not sure, but I'm not gonna bet on it. Um to me this handicap if you're looking at it from a starting point isn't necessarily about Oregon State really. I think we look at Oregon State as sort of the the um, the uh, what do you call it in like a science experiment? What doesn't change? The control. The control. Mm-hmm. That's what we should say for Oregon State because we kind of know who they are. They're pretty consistent, actually. You know, if you look at them in their stats week to week when they're healthy, mm-hmm. they play a, a pretty consistent. Is that style right? Of by the way, Smitty, he's the science. Yeah, right. Is that good, Ryan? Is, is the, the control, control the right one thing? That, okay. control. That was right. Look I'm at us. Well, look at you. I'm proud of us. myself. I, said, I asked Will the question. I take credit for it. <laughs> look at us. And I'm sneaking in there on the credit. Um, so let's use them like that because I think that that's and that's not a, like a slight to Oregon State. They're a really good team, but they're just consistent on a week to week basis, at least from the advanced point of view. The question is, how good is Oregon? Are they that elite this year? And I think the answer is yes. I have them as one of the top four teams in the nation. FEI agrees they get the number six offense, but the number 49 FEI defense. Now, let's talk about that further because just the advanced stats people may see that and say, okay, Oregon overrated defense, but they're allowing the ninth fewest rushing yards per game in the country. So they have had some trouble stopping the pass. Oregon State's not necessarily the kind of team that's going to drop back and just throw it at will. That's not how they beat you. Right. They need to run the football. So again, that's back to the matchup. Another another corridor that you can kind of build up for Oregon as to where they're going to have the advantage. You know, I guess I'm just scared of, of some history and what a good coaching staff Oregon State has. You know, these, these are two really well-coached teams. No doubt. But... By the way, I don't know, there's also a... Again, Jonathan Smith's name is being uh, thrown around as a lot of like as a, a name that's maybe being thrown around for some of these job openings. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's any truth to that, 
But if it is, let's say that he is a guy who's now saying, hey, you know, the Oregon, Oregon State's not going to move. They're going to be trapped in the Mountain West or something like that. Maybe I should jump ship to a bigger program. If that's the case, that could be a distraction thing as well. Again, that's like a completely unverified you know, uh, uh, theory thing. No, that it I'm could doing be, here, and, and it's definitely something good. I'm glad you brought that up for the handicap. I'm not sure it really impacts this game, but we should talk about it, right? And note it. Um, one last note. One last uh, number here. Oregon State is the 23rd best team rushing the football this year. I mean, they can really run the really run it, and their lines underrated. Their backs are underrated. So if their game plan is to keep the ball out of Oregon's hands, maybe this slows things down. You take possessions away. And all that, that's why I don't have a pick necessarily. I, I, I'd certainly lean Oregon as I, you know, it's probably come across. But Oregon State, their losses this year, they're all by a combined eight points. So they're all by a combined one score. You know how we like give teams props sometimes? Hey, they still lost by one score. They only lost by eight. A touchdown on a two point. They were right there. Yep. They did that in three games. They lost by three, three, and two. So they're yeah. in every game. Good coaching. So. You know, I, I have trouble thinking Oregon rivalry game going to get that much margin, but it's Oregon. So, like right. I said, I think they're that elite. They are that power. good. So, for me, it's a pass, but that's my uh, breakdown. Okay. Now we move to the Saturday games. And uh, the biggest – I mean, this is going to be the biggest game uh, of the year, I suspect, the Ohio State-Michigan game, mm. the, the game, yes. as they call it. Um, for not just like what, what – it's usually a big matchup, but especially when you have top-ranked teams and now you have this whole storyline with uh, Harbaugh – He's suspended. Currently, Michigan, three-and-a-half-point home favorites here over Ohio State. Um, is this one you have a pick on, Tyler? Because, um, you know, I'm curious to know how your breakdown is because, for me, my breakdown for this game is is highly emotional. It's not so much analytical. And so I'm wondering if yours is more analytical and mine is, like, looking more at the, you know, where I see both programs are. Oh, little Will, little Will. You ever watch that show, Little Bill? No. I think Bill Cosby was on it. There was actually a uh, a tweet going around that was real fun. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's Josh Dobbs and Little Bill right next to each other. They look oh. identical. <laughs> Interesting. That's great. Yeah. Josh Dobbs is a little little Billish, isn't he? <laughs> he is. yep. A little Bill. <laughs> we got to work Bill Cosby into more podcast episodes. <laughs> we do need to bring Bill back into more coming into more. More stuff. Um, like, you know, is this is this is this a game that you have a pick for, or no? Oh yeah, you do. Oh yeah, okay. I got a pick for the big game. My guess, my again, and I'll give you my breakdown. We don't have to. I um, want you to make your pick first, and we'll see what we right. got. I, my guess is that you're taking Ohio State. Now, here's what I'll say: I am taking Michigan, but I've never been. I was really confident about Michigan last year, um, even going into Columbus. This year, I'm actually like, what happened last week? And again, usually, by the way, usually the week before the game. It's a major trap scenario for for either Michigan or Ohio State or both, and like we've seen that in pa- in past years where like both teams barely get by. Last year, Michigan barely beat Illinois the week before the Ohio State game. Um, two years ago, two years before that, or maybe it was three years before that, Ohio State almost lost at Maryland. Like it went to almost went to overtime um, the week before, and then this this year, Michigan barely. Uh, got, I mean, they had a real fight on their hands with Maryland last week. So I'm trying to not read into that too much because I think it's expected that it's a look-ahead game for both those teams the last two weeks. But that game did scare me for a couple of reasons. Um, You know, J.J. McCarthy looked shaky. He's looked shaky the last two weeks. He didn't look good against Penn State. He didn't have to throw the ball much. But to me, that was less about like, hey, we feel we can bully them. And I felt like they were they were hesitant to throw the ball. And he's he was nursing an injury too, by the way. He hurt his ankle 
um, in the Penn State game, and I think it was even hurt going into that game as well. Last week, they didn't want to throw the ball either for the same reason they knew he was injured. It's been talked about. He says he feels good. I don't think he's 100%, and that worries me. Um, and Michigan has not – they've been good at running the ball. They've not been nearly as dominant at uh, at running the ball this year compared to the previous year. And that concerns me because I think this Ohio State defense is similar to last year, but it's it's improved. And they're really good against the run. And if Michigan can't run the ball against Ohio State – and if J- unless J.J. McCarthy has an amazing game like he did last year, it it concerns me greatly. Now, okay, yeah, you're you. I, I can I can I get you back on the rails? Yes, because I feel like as a fan, and you said it earlier, you can approach this as a fan, a big Michigan fan. You're 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 doing this thing too much where you want to give Michigan like discount them. You don't want to give them enough credit. Let me tell you this: from the outside looking in, Michigan has looked. By far, like the best team, they are well oiled. They look dominant. But let me tell you, man, I think that you really do. You got to admit that you fall for the fan thing a little bit, and I do too with the buffs. I'm totally susceptible of it. Maybe you're not. Look, I don't want to like project onto you and, and say just because I do, you have to do that too. But I just don't. And you know how harsh I can be on teams, right? You know how I just want to get down. Sure. I think Michigan is really that good and really that much better and here's what happens sometimes in my opinion is the coaching staff calls plays where they're not coasting but they're not coaching to win that moment and the way they approach a game flow is different or like a game script i'm not sure how many scripts you know exist in the middle of the game but the idea of going all out or coaching to win the game is different that's why these teams like michigan and alabama and georgia are usually not great against the spread because coaches they aren't have worried about out. that stuff. They don't have to. They right. worry about winning, and that's what Michigan's done. And they also worry about putting stuff on tape, giving their signs away. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to. <laughs> yeah. But, and I don't want to steal your handicap here. You can finish up. But I just wanted to bring you back on track because I felt you are getting too off Michigan negative when we shouldn't be that negative about You're it. right. And it's actually, it's less Michigan negative. The truth is that, like, I felt so confident about this game like six weeks ago um, based off of what I saw out of Ohio State. I felt like they were way worse than last year, and I still think the offense is not nearly as powerful, and, and they have a major downgrade at quarterback, but like they are better at running the ball. Ohio State is is like they've improved so much in the last six weeks that that's what terrifies me, and I am conditioned as a Michigan fan of my age to just think that we're never going to beat them, and even though we've beaten them two years in a row, it's like... It's like a countdown to Ohio State winning five in a row again, you know, and and that's always in the back of my mind. But the truth is that I think it's going to be a low scoring game because I don't think that C or that uh, not CJ Stroud. I don't think that um, that Kyle McCord is the type of quarterback that can take over this game. Mm, I think Kyle, Mc, Kyle Mc, uh So Ryan, you were gone for the show. I brought up my my nicknames, Kyle McCordless, <laughs> and then. Kyle McStension cord, depending on which way he See, goes. I think McStension cord is like uh, cordless is a good thing. We want exactly. So that's a good thing. McStension cord's bad. I think he's cordless the, is good. I think that you have Maserati Marv and you have uh, uh, Kyle Honda Accord. That's what oh, you that's, have. That's um, this is that's why you keep this stuff to me. That you know you don't go the Honda. Accord. He is a Honda Accord though. That's he's too solid. Fruit, though. He's solid. He's not flashy. That's a New York Post headline. That's not a good spicy like, college football tailgate headline. He won't take over this game. I know it. And yes, is he? He's still a solid quarterback, and they have the wide receivers that can take over the game. So it doesn't mean that he won't have a good game. But it's not gonna, like if Michigan can take away Ohio State's ability to run the ball, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for Ohio State to score on the road 
against Michigan's defense, and I really feel that's true. Um, I will take Michigan. I've, I'm just, I'm terrified. So yes, I'm taking Michigan minus three and a half. All right, first of all, Ryan, what are you laughing at? <laughs> I just uh, was imagining if uh, <clears throat> Gus was calling an Ohio State game, mm-hmm. and instead of Maserati Marv, it was a quarterback sneak by uh, Kia Kyle. Kia mm, Kyle. Kia, Kia Kyle. Kia Kyle. Kia Kyle. Rev up the Kia. It's Kia Kyle. Not as funny as I thought it was in my head. Well, no, we gave good. our it best. It would be funny. Impression. All right, well, listen, Huck Finn. I think that <laughs> I think you're right with your kind of downgrade of the overall approach this game because the market agrees with you. Only about a month and a half ago, this line was five and a half. Or six, six. and a half. Some, six and a half. In some places, yes. Up to six and a half. It's down now. So so there's a lot of people seeing what you're seeing, right? They're, these teams have come together. And part of it's Ohio State rising up, certainly. We think they've gotten better. I think a part of this this handicap, it has to be the way I see this game, the way I see the betting going right now. There has to be a certain amount of people with money that think Michigan is at a downgrade because Harbaugh is not going to be on the sideline. And this is the, a question that is so hard to answer. Right. And it's really central to the to this handicap and this breakdown of this game because if you can answer me, if you can tell me right now how this team's going to play without Harbaugh on the sideline, I will bet this game freely. And I know this game, this team's going to be up. That's not what I'm saying. Because I, I assume a lot of people listening right now are saying, what are you talking about? They're going to play their asses off. They said they're motivated. Sure. I get that. I would actually upgrade this team in a lot of ways with Harbaugh out. They, Motivation this is a, side, you mean? You, you know how powerful it is to be playing for your coach, someone you love? Right. They, they all love Harbaugh. These guys love Harbaugh. Okay? For sure. So this is a positive in that way. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is what really matters. Why coaches are on the sideline in the first place, Okay. It's the presence, it's the, the strategy he has, it's the communication he has with other coaches and his players. It's so many things that Harbaugh does and other good coaches do on the sideline that gets lost the more games they're gone. That's why one game suspension, you can band-aid it, two games, you can put in a game plan. The more games a good coach like or, or an influential, you can have your opinion on Harbaugh, but an influential coach like Harbaugh's gone, the brains of this entire operation not including the sign stealing, the more he's gone, the worse it is for this team. So right. that's part of this handicap. It's, it's got to be. And with Ryan Day and everything to their you know disposal on the other side, that weighs in here. That has to weigh in here. Having said that, my pick here is Michigan. I've got Michigan this game. And to me, this is a clear, clear power ratings play. I've got Michigan a little over three points better than Ohio State. So, to me, once you factor in home field, and we always have the home field discussion, okay? And I'm just going to be very, very conservative with this, just to be easy on my number here. Let's say Michigan's home field is worth two, which is crazy. It's not worth two. It's worth at least three. Right. Let's say two. That makes my line Michigan minus five. Right. I mean, we're getting towards the territory. What is it, three and a half? Three and a half. I know four and a half and five aren't that big of numbers, but I think I've get, I'm getting the better team, the better coaching staff. The only thing, and this all comes down, as I said, to Jim Harbaugh and his presence. What's the reality of not having that? We know what they're playing for. What's the reality? Now, we talked about advanced stats. Advanced offense, Michigan. Or, uh, uh, adjusted offense. Okay, this is the FEI stats, adjust for who you played. Everything takes it, this takes into account. Overall, 
Michigan has a number three offense. You may not think that. People generally don't think that. You think that maybe Washington's up there in the top five. You got LSU, maybe even like Oregon, which Oregon's number two. But Michigan's number three offensively. And the one thing that we've talked about this year and last year is you can't win big games at the end of the year without a very good offense. It hasn't been like that for a majority of the sport. Right. Even up until 2000, I don't know, the cutoff 12, 13 when some of the rules changed. 14, 15, I don't know. There's, it's, it gets muddy in there. But there was a, sh- a shift to where defense doesn't win championships anymore. Yeah. You have to have the offense. That the, that 10-9 game, what was the LSU-Alabama 10-9 yeah. national championship? Yeah. Remember that? That's when de- That was an era where defense won championships. That doesn't exist anymore. And so now you see these offenses. And, and the way to verify this is go back the last three, four years, and what you can find both advanced and non-advanced stats is the top 20 teams every year in the race have these offenses that rank like first and fifth and eighth and 13th and 10th and ninth. And and all their defenses are like 26th and 54th and 49th and 32nd. So it's not as consistent as it needs to be. And I think that's a huge factor in this game because Michigan is that good. They right. can be that good. And their defense, number two REI, uh, FEI. So this is an elite team. All, any way you look at it, my power ratings say so. Ohio State's good. I've made money betting on this, or betting myself. I've won games on this show betting with Ohio State. This isn't an Ohio State discount at all. This is a good team. But their FEI offense is 13th. And you may think that's high. That's not good enough in this game. In this situation on the road, I'll take Michigan uh, three in the hook, three and a half. You know, you said uh, defense doesn't win championships anymore. The only case where that's not true is defense absolutely wins Big Ten West championships, and Iowa (laughs) is the evidence of that. Yes, it does. It doesn't win anything else, but it wins that. Uh, We move on from the game to the Iron Bowl. And if you're going to bet the Iron Bowl, do it at BetUS, right? Do it at BetUS. Because you're going to get great great prices. You can find usually the best prices, uh, even sometimes better than what we're talking about on this show. You can bet entertainment. You can bet the casino. Daddy's going to be rolling the dice at BetUS.com. Put in promo code TAILGATE for unique promos and bonuses. That's BetUS.com, promo code TAILGATE. Absolutely. Now, the current line, Alabama is a 14.5-point road favorite here going into Jordan-Hare. Um now, my instinct on this one, Tyler, was like, yeah, Auburn is bad. Alabama is really good. They're going to hammer Auburn. Um, this is for sure a look-ahead spot for Alabama. They have the SEC championship game locked up against Georgia coming up in a week. Um, also, of course, this is just a rivalry game, and typically these games are close. Now, Alabama's been dominant against Auburn uh, in recent history, but what I find interesting is that Hugh Freeze actually did pretty well against um, Nick Saban during his time at Ole Miss. He had some wins there. He had some competitive games. And, like, I think Jordan Hare is one of the most underrated home field advantages. Now, again, this Auburn team has been up and down. Like, they almost took down Georgia at home. And then they lost New Mexico State at home last week. Um, That, like, that doesn't give me – doesn't make me feel good. But – like I feel like this is the ultimate fade the public play, and that everyone in the world in the world is going to want to bet Alabama. No one's going to want to bet Auburn here. So for that reason, Tyler, I am taking Auburn plus fourteen and a half at home. Really, he's contemplating a bet board, folks. <laughs> well, well let, let me walk you through my my thought process. Walk me. This was not a bet. This was a strong, obvious lean towards Alabama because I don't even have much of a handicap for this game. My power ratings say Alabama is the clear play. 
I thought Will was going to do Bama. I, I was he was going to throw it to me. I was going to say, "Yeah, Will, I agree. I don't have much this game. I like Bama. I got a couple stats here, and let's move on." Assumptions. But he likes Auburn, and I'm really questioning because now that it comes down to a play, and I know you're on the other side. I think Alabama is the side. Um, you know, this has been a really close game in the past since Saban's been there. It seems like it's always been a really good game, and. I I kind of use the analogy sometimes, and I know it's cheesy, but you know when you're when you get beat up all the time, if you're like a younger brother, right, and 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 you and you're finally big enough to beat your older brother, do you you're gonna dig in sometimes? And Alabama and Alabama and Nick Saban kind of have that in them. Not only that, there's the one loss, so they need the the style points. And I always say to you, Will, in, my, in these handicaps, do they have a reason, right, to pull away? Do they have a reason to to get extra touchdowns and score extra points. And I really believe Alabama does in this matchup. And let's also not ignore the fact that Alabama is 8-2-1 in their overs this year. So they're scoring points a lot. They're giving up points, but can Auburn be the team that fills that role and scores with them? I'm not so sure. I'm not going to bet against it. You know what, Ryan? Let's make this a a bet board game. I'm on Alabama. I'm on Bama 14 and a half. Um... Bama has the number. Uh, oof, I had to take a deep breath right there. I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't prepared for that game. Uh, Bama's the number eight overall offensive FEI, kind of like Michigan. I don't know if you guys realize that or if you would have thought that. Very Advanced good Advanced stats, number eight overall offense, and the number four defensive defensive FEI. Uh, would you have thought that, Ryan? Like, because because no. you're isn't the perce- Am I wrong to think the perception of Alabama is elite defense? But man quarterback play and, and the inconsistency and in this offense can't win games isn't that is that your perception yeah i it's been that uh narrative for pretty much the entire year that's what i think too i think a lot of people are thinking that way but when you look at the advanced stats and where there's no bias and the computer spits out eighth overall offense in the country that makes me feel better about backing them in this situation um, again, number four defense FEI in that same stat. Auburn in those FEI stats, number 58 FEI offense, and number 28 FEI defense. So this is a respectable defense. I'm not going to say this is some you know easy handicap. Now, something to watch for that will favor Will, will favor Will, mm. if it doesn't go in my direction, which is at least one of these players coming back. Cluster injuries. The idea is... One injury matters. Two injuries matter, but two injuries in the same position matter exponentially. It's two plus two equals uh, equals five, right? So when you get uh, who's out for it's Jalen Key, the safety, and Earl Little, who they just have listed as D back. He's kind of one of those float around guys, mainly corner. But Earl Little and Jalen Key, if they're not back, they're both questionable. Fifty fifty. That's a cluster situation to where I don't love the secondary on a team that can open things up and has been able to find success throwing the football a little bit. And I'm not saying Alabama doesn't have good backups, but you take two starters out, that matters at one position. It's a cluster injury. It's the definition of it. So that is something to watch, the injury report, as we move through the week. We're recording on Tuesday, which maybe we would know more on Wednesday, right? Right. 24 hours from now. But overall, we'll take Bama 14 and a half, and it's a bet board game. Love it. Uh, Iron Bowl bet board. Let's an war damn eagle. Yes, war damn eagle. Roll tie, baby. Roll tie. Yeah, Alabama. You know all my Alabamans love. Is it Alabamans, Ryan? Will you look up what people? See, uh, but not all your Alabamans. We we found out this year Vermonters or Vermont. 
Wisconsinites. I bet it's Alabama. See, but it's not all your Alabamans because Auburn's in Alabama too, so it's split. You're only getting half the Alabamans. Yeah, but I got the true half. My no roll tide knows. No way. You got the bandwagon mm, half. I got no. the real roll tide. I baby. got the muddy water Alabamans. Alabama fans refer to themselves as Gumps. Gumps, let's go. Gumps. <laughs> the Gumps. <laughs> You're on the side of the Gumps. Yeah. Oh. Look, I don't love. Not going only up is it a great nickname, one of the best American films of all time. Sure. True. Except oh. I get to say War Damn Eagle, which is just a fun phrase well, to say. good for you. That's better than Roll Tide. War mm. Damn Eagle. Sound like some environmentalist. War Damn Eagle. Sounds, sounds patriotic. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, goddamn war and, and <laughs> eagles. Um, okay. We got a bet board. Florida State at Florida. FSU Florida. Florida State currently a six-and-a-half-point road favorite here. Now, of course, we talked about uh, Jordan Travis being hurt. Again, like one of the most... I like just horrific and tragic ways for them to go out when they were on that run. And now you have, you know, the backup quarterback. Uh, I'm trying to remember this guy's name. Hang on one second. I got uh, it right here. Tate Rodmaker. Rod, or, is yeah, it Rodmaker? I thought it was Rodemaker. Rodemaker. I thought it was Rodemaker. Well, it's R-O-D-E maker. Rodemaker. So did we go Rodemaker? Uh, yeah, Rodemaker. I like the duh. Yep. like a little French thing, Rodemaker. 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 I don't it's know nice. if that's French, but it's something. Rodemaker. Look, he, you know, again, he got some action against a cupcake, uh, you know, last week against North Alabama, and he looked fine, right? He looked good. Um, well, this year overall, five touchdowns, no picks. He hasn't looked right. bad this year. And again, he was a he was a a, a well sought after recruit. Um, it's almost an advantage, in my opinion, that they go into this Florida game with not a lot of him on tape because Florida doesn't have a ton of stuff to analyze as far as what this guy's tendencies are, what his strengths, what his weaknesses are. Um, I think that the, actually this Jordan Travis injury, even though it's deflating, I think it fires up this – I think there's a fire-up thing going on for this locker room where they're saying, hey, yeah, we got hopped in the in the playoff rankings now. Um, I think it's motivating for them. I think that they have a chip on their shoulder now to say, listen, everyone thinks that just because we lost Jordan Travis, we're no longer one of the top teams in the country, and they want to be able to prove that wrong. I think Florida State blows out Florida here, especially after you know Florida played really well last week against Missouri – um, on you know in, in a kind of a surprise spot they were like 10 point underdogs and they they almost got the win against Missouri I think that uh, that was a deflating loss for Florida and to me I again I think that this is just an inspiring moment for the Seminoles I like them to blow out Florida here even with a backup quarterback Florida State minus six and a half you hear the this language he uses they're gonna blow them out blow right them out, this baby. is so Vanderbilt Hawaii 2.0 to me right <laughs> I'd take him at this I'd, it's that kind of language that just makes me want to take this game blindly. Now, I'm not going to because exactly I'm smarter the, than that. the trap I'm trying to lay. <laughs> exactly. You hear what I said as he was saying that. I'm not going to because I know what he's doing. Right? I'm the kind of mouse that takes the cheese and you wake up in the morning and go, what the fuck? The trap's open. The cheese is gone. Will, I'm not falling for it. Okay? But Ryan, how many times do we say? You shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be saying things like this. All the time. I, it, I don't get it. Like, this is going to be Florida a good Florida State game. by 40. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's what that sounded like to me. That's what my ears heard. But this does count. It's weird. Florida State's in this situation to where no, no one's respecting them, kind of like I did. Everyone's saying they're a worse team without Travis. They are, you know, they, they went down in the rankings. They have so much motivation, and they've got the talent to do it. Let's be honest. If this quarterback can be three points worse than Travis, Jordan Travis, I think this that they're going to be fine. If he's six points worse, we have a good bet for, for Florida. 
I don't know what's going to happen. And I don't like to bet my money on things where I don't know what's going to happen. And I'm just guessing. So he could come out and look great. He's got, like I said, five touchdowns, no picks. What he's done this year in his time has looked like a really good, this could be a Cardale Jones 2.0 situation. Could be. Like, maybe he's good, right? So what would be the nickname for Rotomaker, by the way? We need a sick, like, Cardale Jones got 12 gauge, which is one of the coolest nicknames ever because he was number 12. And he had a, a road dog, a, road dog, rotomaker, the boom, road, right I, there. I like the road dog, road dog, because especially because ro- he's going to go into Florida thing. as a road, road dog. If you're a road, dogs, if you're a road, going to be a road dog, and you're someone who makes roads, that's pretty badass in itself. <laughs> oh yeah. So he kind of has a name built in. He's a road, road maker. maker, Tate Roadmaker, the road dog. Fucking Tate, you see that goddamn Tate Roadmaker? Mm-hmm. Or roadkill? Roll fucking Tide, Will. I'm sell my roll Tide thing. But you're yeah. on Florida State as well, or you're avoiding? No, I'm running away. I, I lean. Running away. As a matter of fact, Run away. I, I, I lean Florida. But here, my my uh, uh, my adjustments. So I've got uh, Florida State after the quarterback adjustments. I got FSU about nine ish points better. Mm. Okay, so with home field, the swamp, I can see this six six and a half. Mm-hmm. So I don't. It isn't a huge play, but. I like teaching you lessons on here, yeah. you know, and I like doing it in front of the world, <laughs> but I can't, I can't, I can't. Okay. Tyler officially too scared, <laughs> too much of a chicken. Um, now these next two, by the way, we have, uh, we have one more big matchup and then we have one that Tyler brought to the board, which won't be as big a matchup. Couple. And you know what, uh, you know, what's going to happen. Will has to get to dinner tonight. Ryan, I'm springing this on you. Maybe you have to go too. I'm not sure. Would you want to stick around for 10 minutes and do some extracurriculars with me? Sure. Strictly well, that just sounds very strange. Strictly Tyler strictly, and Smitty uh, <laughs> extracurriculars. Yeah, that sounded a little bit... Uh, that did sound a little uh, bit... Well, you call them the extracurriculars. We have games to play. We have things to do. Yeah. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. And you just, have to go. Will, nothing, wrong, nothing wrong with two Will has, in a basement Will has, games. Will has priors. Will has things. Unfortunately, I have... Uh, Will has people to go see. <laughs> but Ryan, if you um, want to stick around for 10 minutes, we got some games. But UNC at NC State. North Carolina at NC State. This would be the... What, what, this one has a name, too. We learned this before. The battle for this... Uh, it's like the Tobacco State Battle, or it's like the... Oh, yeah, it's, the, it's like Battle for Tobacco Road or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something uh, like that. I love that. The battle, for, the battle for the Marlboros. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> North Carolina minus three at NC State. Tyler, um, I did not find a lot of positives out of the Tar Heels' performance at Clemson last week. They were six-point underdogs. I think they lost by 14 or something like that. It was a pretty poor performance. Now, NC State has not been a team that I've wanted. In fact, I bet against them a lot this year. But I'm finding, I'm finding little reason to believe in North Carolina right now. I feel like the rails are a little bit off, and the only thing that gives me motivation to bet North Carolina here is just Drake May. It's that hey, they have this super talented quarterback. But I like I, to me, they're a team that started so hot, and like a lot of these Mac Brown North Carolina teams, once they get a few losses, it really goes off the rails, and like, and it seems like you know the, the players lose focus or lose motivation. Um, Convince me not to take NC State plus three here. No, 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 You give your pick first. Uh, NC State plus three. Ryan, we got a bet forward. All right, we're taking the Tar Heels on the road. Wow. Now, I gave this out to our Patreon members at minus two. So if you listened early on Patreon, you got it at two. But this line is also moving. It's going up right now. I think it closes three and a half, four on game day. And this, to me, is a similar handicap that I had for UNC earlier this year to where I think this defense does enough to win this game or at least cover this game. And NC State 
is a good team. I know that, but I think they're really slightly overrated. When you look at their deep analytics, how they are on a third down basis, efficiency, I believe in my stats. I believe in overall the market stats. And a lot of people just have UNC as the better team. I've got UNC almost seven points better. It's really not close, despite the same record. Right, we've got two eight and three teams. I've got UNC almost a touchdown better. And it's not a great matchup. Um, I think we see a really big game from UNC's offense. If you go back and look the last three games in college football, UNC has a top 10 offense in yards per game. They are looking more and more efficient the more the year goes on. And they have the number 10 overall FEI offense. Now they have the number 57 overall FEI defense. But when you look at, at, at uh, NC State, number 70 FEI defense, number 60 FEI offense, they don't have enough, I think, to keep up in this game. And I think that, that over the course of 60 minutes, with a revenge factor, because last year in double overtime, the Wolfpack won on the road at UNC. So they won two in a row, by the way. They have. So now they get to go. UNC gets to go on the road and win. I just see everything going their way with this offense. It's going to be rather high scoring. I do lean over this game. But at the end of the day, I believe the Tar Heels do enough defensively to cover the spread. What is the spread here? It is three. Three. And see... I know you gave it out a two, but that's just simply not the bet board game, and Tyler. But I'm okay with that because three, the, in my mind, let's say we're upset, we didn't get two, now we get three. And let's say it lands on three. Well, that's great because everyone who listened to Patreon, they get two. We walk away with the push. It's not as good for us, but it's still pushing, that's right? A, so that's why I don't like it. That's it, only if they win by three, Tyler. But let's say I gave it out on Patreon for at three, and it's three and a half. Now that sucks, right? Because everyone taking this loses, and everyone in the picture. Put, so it, there's a different situation whether you're getting onto or off the push. So you know, let's go uh, three. I got minus three. Okay, betport two betport games. We We're still. I'm still. Uh, I'm still down by one. By the way, because my Florida State bet cashed, so I'm still down by just one. Um. So I need both these. Wait, did you? Well, you had ten. Yeah, and they're eleven and zero now. They're ten and zero. They had two games left. They, oh, are they 11-0? No, they're 11-0. They're oh, they're, they're, they, only have, uh, they only have one game left. Sorry, Tyler. That North Alabama <sighs> game. <yeah. laughs> great, great job with the button, Smitty. <laughs> Smitty the on the ones and twos. Yes. Uh, incredible oh, timing. Tyler didn't see that one coming at oh, all. I love it. Boom, got roasted. Um, uh, spicy. You feel the buttons spicing things up? <laughs> I love the buttons. He love, I'm yep, old school radio, but I go buttons. I love buttons. Who doesn't love buttons? Ugh. Um, Happy Thanksgiving to you. Yeah, Will. The, Florida State is eleven zero. <laughs> Thank you. So I am down one on the bet board, um, but we're going to get a push on the Notre Dame one, huh? Push, 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 push. Um, yeah, F one. Shout out F one fans. Push, push, push. Um, Jacksonville State at New Mexico State. Oh, barn burner. This is your breakdown. I don't have a bet for this. No, I'm, I'm not, I won't be making a blind bet board game for this. Jacksonville State, a two point road favorite yeah. here at New Mexico State, coming off the massive win over Auburn. In Jordan Hare. I don't love that. I don't love that because that Ooh, makes it more of a square pick. It is a square yeah, pick. Yeah, this has been on my radar I'm, for a I'm while. I'm a square guy that now is like Ooh. a, are they the are they the Aggies? Are they the Lobos? What are they? Uh, New Mexico State? Aggies. Aggies. Yeah. It's the New Aggies. Mexico. It's the Lobos. Yes. Huh? Okay, where, where are you yes. going? You taking right. Jacksonville State? No, we're taking New Mexico State at home. Woo! Plus two. We're taking the home. Shout out Ag schools. Dog. All right, so two teams who have climbed the most in college football this year for me. I got New Mexico State and Jacksonville State this year starting low, both in the hundreds and both climbing throughout the year. Now, 
there's a bit of a difference in strength of schedule, and you look at who they played, because that's important, how to gauge them at this point in the season. New Mexico State, 88th. Jacksonville State, 116th, which is weird, because Jacksonville State's played South Carolina. Okay, that tells you how bad the rest of their schedule sure. was. And to tell you exactly how bad there was, that was, four of, their la- four of their last five games taken out to South Carolina, they played the, according to my rankings, 124th best team, 132nd best team, 116th best team, and 111th best team. The only other good team they played was Liberty, who I have at 61, and uh, they lost that game 31-13 at home. So I know Jacksonville State's good. As a matter of fact, I lost to them earlier in the year. Was that the UTEP game or UTSA, UTEP, one of them? I can't remember. One of those Texas schools. It's because this team's a lot better than I thought they were coming up from the FBS last year, right? That's why they have surprised a lot of people and had to climb in those rankings. But I, again, looked to the advanced stats and the FEI rankings, and uh, New Mexico State, number 52 FEI offense. Jacksonville State, number 52 FEI defense. So it's going to be a good matchup, right? It's going to be a a hard-fought game on that side. Other side of the football, New Mexico State, 93rd defense. Mm. But Jacksonville State, 92nd offense. Wow. So this matchup is 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 bad on bad. So I go New Mexico State at home, getting two points, and in my ratings it's the play. So now you ask yourself, after last week, they go beat Auburn. Do they have a letdown? Ooh, hangover moment. This is what I love about this handicap. Some may say yes, which is why I think it may have driven up, driven up a little bit. Winner of this game goes to the Conference USA title game. This means everything. If it, Conference USA doesn't have divisions. And right now, these teams are second and third in the conference. And Will, you could, yeah, if you could pull it up just to go along. I don't know if that's what you were doing, but just to pull up the, the standings. I, I forget who is number Mountain one. West standings? No, Conference USA. Conference USA. I forget who, right now who's number one, but they're undefeated in conference. My, My point is, though, both Jacksonville State and New Mexico State have one loss. Winner goes to the ship. So this, this is not a game where New Mexico State at home is going to have a letdown. I expect a max effort from a much better defense. So Currently, the Liberty Flames are first Liberty, in Conference yes. USA. New Mexico State tied for second with Jacksonville State, the Gamecocks. And they both have three overall losses, right? They're both 9-3 yeah, and three and 8-3, and three, but they're both 6-1 and one in conference. Yeah, so winner here goes to the ship. Yep. So this is a huge game. So that's why I don't incorporate the uh, downgrade or being flat after Auburn mm. because of that. This is going right into biggest game of the season. So I'm on New Mexico State. Let's go Aggies plus two. We love the Aggies so much. Um, by the way, I, I, I've now gone uh, two weeks in a row with my Knights of the Square Table parlay going three out of four, and it was really close. Uh, K-State minus seven is the one that doomed me last week. I had Louisville pick them. I had K-State minus seven. I had Georgia minus ten and a half in the Minnesota total under 10.5. And, mm. and again, K-State doomed me. They did win. But I'm going to be giving out uh, another uh, Knights of the Square table parlay here. Smitty, by the way, are you working on one as well? Do you have one? Uh, I do not have one, but I can come up with one real quick. Come up with one. Throw it on the fly. <laughs> That's what we do with the, with the Knights of the Square yes. table. Okay, here is my bets, right? I'm taking Iowa plus 2.5. That's the first one. Then I'm taking Michigan minus 2.5. We will also be taking, uh, along with uh, with Tyler, um, the or excuse me, uh, not not along with Tyler against Tyler, NC State minus three and a half. You fuck yourself, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the last one that we're taking, 
is off the board, the ones we haven't talked about so far. It is uh, Ole Miss minus 10 against Mississippi oh, State in the Egg Bowl. Oh, yeah, we're riding the lane train. All right, Ryan, we oh. got to ride with Ryan. Ryan's going to be how Will's not. Will, <laughs> Will went like 9-3 and three last week in his uh, picks. Hot picks. Yeah, so fade Will this week. Ryan, Nonsense. what do you got? Uh, I have not completed mine yet. Okay. Well, uh, in, he, in the meantime, it, folks. In the meantime, Tyler's going to shuffle some papers. We're, we're buying time for Smitty here. Uh, That's right. Well, Will's leaving, so let's do some bleed over here. Let's get some bleed over. Let me ask you a question, what does that Will. Mean? I bleed over for my content because oh, okay. you're going to be leaving but, soon. Right. So let, let's bleed some content into this. Bleed over. How long do you think it would take for you to invent super glue? If it didn't exist, <laughs> do I have all That's everything at my disposal? Question. Do I have like all like what do no, I have? You don't at my even disposal? know. You have nothing. Someone says you you know somehow conceptually in your head what it is, and, and someone, someone says invent this. Invent and you the have to go from scratch. Substance ever? Yes. <laughs> how um, long would it take? How much you? funding do I have? Zero. You're going from scratch. No, right, but like I, I mean, like it's got to be hard to invent something with no money. Okay, I'll work with you here. You have. Do I get some funding from you have the glue? People? Five million funding. Five oh five million in funding to invent super glue. Yes. <laughs> How long would you have over under? I love. This what would question, you set the over under? Yeah. Did you just come up with this off the top of your head? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> no. Uh, he's been thinking about this for a while. <laughs> this folks. was on my head a long time I'm gonna ago. I'm going to go. If I have five million in funding, I can hire a research assistant, someone who's smarter than me. Um, I can f- test out lots of sticky substances. I think it'd be starting somewhere with like tree saps and that type of thing. I'm gonna go with six years. I think that's yeah. a I think that's a fair estimate. We'll get Ryan's answer uh, next. Six segment. years. Yeah, Ryan. What's yeah. your uh, what's your uh, uh, Knights of the Square Table? Square here? Table parlay. Ole Miss minus ten. Michigan minus three and a half. UNLV minus three. And I'm going. Air Force plus six and a half at Boise. Riding Air Force after three Chair losses Force, in a row. Baby. They're bouncing back. Let's That's go. Right. Incredible. Okay. Uh, follow us on Twitter at CFP underscore pod. Stick around for the extracurriculars where it's just going to be Smitty and Tyler hanging no, out. We don't the even have to do a break right out, now. Guys. We don't even have to do a break. That's Let's just right. keep going. Will's yep. going to pack up. Will, Will, you can talk on the mic if you want during these. I'm packing up my things. What the Huck listener Finn. doesn't know is we were giving Will shit about uh, looking like Huck Finn. I've been in a gimp suit this entire time, <laughs> waiting for him to leave. Yes, you have. I uh, I, I got to catch my raft down the river, what are you boys. Doing, Will? <laughs> All right, so Will can chime in here. Uh, some trivia, uh, Ryan. Let's yeah. go. Let's see if you can get it before Will. I guess. All right. In twenty twenty three this year, which state is projected to raise the most turkeys? Thanksgiving trivia, by the way. Thanksgiving themed. Montana. Okay. No, it's got to be um, like Virginia. Minnesota. Minnesota. I was Isn't close. That, yeah, you were close. You were close, Minnesota. All right. Which state produces the most cranberries? Will, you can yell. Uh, go South Carolina. South Carolina. Okay, you're both wrong. He went Tennessee. Uh, let me give you a hint. It's a Big Ten team. Which state produces the most cranberries? Wisconsin. Oh, Will's on nice. a Wisconsin. All right. According to a nationwide poll, which Thanksgiving side dish is the least popular amongst Americans? And I'll give you another hint. It's not the most orthodox, and it's a side dish. Cranberry sauce. No. Green bean casserole. Yes. Oh, right. <laughs> that was good. And But you know, Will, I did read that cranberry sauce is not one of the most liked ones. Some people don't love cranberry sauce. Yeah, it's divisive. That. You don't like cranberry sauce. Nah. 
You see, okay, so what will we have? Smitty is wrong. Get that shit out of here. So I have my playoff four side dishes. I can't wait to get your input on this. Okay. Because that's divisive. Um, Okay, next. Are pumpkins a fruit or vegetable? They're a gourd. Fruit. They have (laughs) seeds. They have seeds. They're fruit. Ryan? Fruit. They are fruit. Yes, they are fruit. Okay, and then finally, who played in the very first Thanksgiving football game ever? And it was college football, obviously. (laughs) See you, Will. Oh, no, he stepped on my thing. Did I knock you out? In my back? Yeah, you're fine. I mean, you don't have to tell me. It's your headphones. I can't hear for you. (laughs) That is hilarious. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, well, I guess my headphones don't work now. Will just stepped on my headphones. You know what? I think he disconnected them down there. Hold on. Right, can you play some elevator music first? Actually, here. Let me give you uh, an over-under here. 2022. In 2022 last year, how much did the average American... No, no. In 2022, how much did the average Thanksgiving dinner cost per person? So per person cost last year, what was it? Well, I plugged my fucking headphone in. Hmm. Cost per person. $13.26. God, I can hear you again. I can't believe you just stepped on my headphone like that. Okay, what was it? 13. Oh, God, no. It's like 60 bucks, 64 bucks. Holy shit, per person? Yeah, 6405. Okay. Jesus. Let's go a few more over-unders here before we move on. Uh, how many pounds of glitter are sprinkled on Macy's Thanksgiving parade floats? How many pounds of glitter? Oh, my God. I don't know. <laughs> it is a silly question, right? I don't know. A million pounds. Three. <laughs> it's such an absurd <laughs> Obscure, it's a hard question. It's, question. it's 300. I don't but, know. Yeah, it was a little high. 300 pounds. That's supposed to surprise people. Oh, uh, yeah. 300 pounds on the. That's so, so much glitter. I tell you what, man. Glitter <laughs> is my nemesis. I don't do glitter. It's the worst. I, I'll show you. When you just you, put your Christmas tree up. I'm sure you dealt with I a did, lot of it. Well, here's the thing. If you notice, I'll show you next time you're, you, you can see it. My Christmas tree doesn't have any glittery. Uh, ornaments. Good. I don't allow it in the house. <laughs> Allie knows how I can be about Get it. Get that shit out of no, here. No, so I don't do that. Uh, and then let's go one more. Over under. Give me an over under. Um, oh, God. Another stupid one. According to the Guinness World Records, how much does the world's largest pumpkin weigh? 400 pounds. 3,690 oh, A million. Pounds. I don't know. Yeah, a million. <laughs> All right, let's go to side dishes. Okay, now I put some thought into this. I want to get some reaction here, okay, because you, you denounced cranberry sauce, sure. which a lot of people a lot of people did. Uh, a lot of polls I saw, cranberry sauce was not appreciated, at least how I thought it should be. So my top four side dishes, this is my playoff four. We always go playoff four here. Uh, fourth team in, last team in, rolls and bread. You got to have your rolls, got to have your bread. Love Always it. nice, nice, uh, hearty side. You can dip it in stuff. You can use it as a, it's like always, it's like having a good running back. You can always use it as a sidekick. Okay? It's not the star of the show, but it's uh, definitely necessary. Exactly. So rolls and bread, number four for playoff side dishes. Number three, I'm going to do something unorthodox. I'm going to group together some veggies. So I'm going to go like Brussels sprouts, green beans, and asparagus in that like group. Okay. Because I'm always a veggie fan. You do it right. You always put it in there. So I think number three, you need something like that. So veggies three. Number two, I got my cranberries. 
Dude, I number love. Two. I love. Yeah, number two. I almost had a number one also because yes. I love. But cranberries are are that. It's like certain things in life where people either love or hate them, right? Yeah. It's not like a middle of the road thing. And I am a huge cranberry fan. I even like the. I can't believe. I'm so glad Will's not here. Actually, I like the the jellied cranberry. You know, yeah, like the stuff the, in the can. The canned cranberry. I like the canned cranberry. I am a fan of it. Out of like made from scratch and canned, I think canned. Usually tends to be picked more. Canned is so good. I like it. And people yeah, shit it's on probably canned. not great for you. It's so good. Though. It's so tasty. <laughs> I'm a huge cranberry fan. So number two and the number one, mashed potatoes and Gotta gravy. Gotta go MPs. Mashed potatoes and gravy. In yep. in and I'm combining the two. So uh, what do you think of that top four? And then give just give me your top solid. four. Just give me your top four. Uh, let's see here. Rolls. I think you had good at four. Um. See again, we've we've had this discussion before, and uh, a lot of the times I'm not using gravy; I'm using green chili. See, you grew up in Pueblo. Yeah. Now, some people may may so push green back chili at that. would be in my top four. Some people may may push back at that. I want to tr- I want to try this stuff. I want to try. I'll make some green, dude. Let me try because I'm so used to the classic. American brown, as you might uh, say, sure. as they, as they, sure. uh, as per diem. So <laughs> that's what I love. But you know, there's nothing wrong with that because you make a good brown sauce. Ooh, mm, I eat that right up, right? Oh yeah, for sure. But the green chili that may it's that's changer. just a twist. That's, that's a like that's, you're playing a different game. Exactly. You know, people say you're playing checkers and chess. That's like you're 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 launching rockets with that kind of <laughs> shit. But I like that. So uh, top four. Uh, yeah, so green chili. Let's go ahead and throw that one in there. Um, stuffing. Stuffing probably two, and then mashed potatoes one. Okay. Have you ever had sausage in your stuffing? Well, no is the answer to that, but I've got some things to say about stuffing. But what about this sausage stuffing? So apparently nonsense? there's like a, and I've never, I hadn't heard about it until recently, but there's some people that will put like ground Jimmy Dean in there. Stuffing. I mean, I could see it adding a little zing. I honestly think I would like it even better. Yeah, I think I would like. I I, I don't see anything wrong with it. Yeah, I guess I've never had it either. I was just wondering if you did. No, I haven't had it, but I think it would be delicious. But let me say this. Okay, I have a thing with stuffing. Do you know this about me? Uh, I mean, you. I know that you don't like nubs, and I have a feeling it's going down this road. Well, I don't. I don't eat stubs for those who for those who are new to the show. Uh, if I eat a hot dog, very end of it, I will rarely finish. I don't eat the crust of pizza, things like that. Um, <laughs> totally you know, normal. You know, normal things, yeah. Normal <laughs> people things. <laughs> um, but uh, where, where the fuck was I going with that? <laughs> stuffing. Uh, oh, stuffing, dude. I think stuffing might be the single most overrated item for thanksgiving yes i don't like stuffing and i'm not a fan and that gets us to our next segment here our next game okay our thanksgiving team food comparisons okay here's what we're gonna do we're we do this every year we compare teams to a thanksgiving dish a thanksgiving food and i've got some ones that i think are lined up now let's start off with uh uh some stuffing because to me stuffing is overrated as i said I think everyone has stuffing, but very few people love stuffing. I know Ryan loves, or maybe I'm on an island. Maybe it's just me. Maybe the audience is going to come after me. I, that could be the case. I totally get that. But the stuffing of college football is Notre Dame. 
because as much as everyone wants to shove it down my fucking throat, I don't buy into Notre Dame being good. I think they're good, not great. I think they're all they're they're gonna be there. Maybe eventually, if they get a different, I think Marcus Freeman has a ceiling. I think that they, that they as a team, I've been the one selling my stock all year. I think what was the narrative preseason, right? Oh, Sam Hartman coming in, the savior. He's gonna bring them to the playoffs. He's gonna. It's like no, they're still gonna lose their games. They're still gonna go. 10 and 2, 9 and 3, whatever Notre Dame goes every other fucking year. So I'm not buying in on Notre Dame is back. Look for Notre Dame. And I think there's the, the stuff. In. Everyone wants you to enjoy it, but I just don't. And I don't see it. And I don't see the joy. So stuffing to me, Notre Dame. You want to go next or should I go my, my three first? Uh, that would kind of be how Notre Dame would be the green, bo- green bean casserole for me. The GBC. The GBC. Why? Because uh, always, you know, it's just, it's there. It's never going to wow anybody. It's just, eh. Just there. But here's the thing about the GBC is no one is insisting you have more, right? No one is True. saying when you get a plate, where's the green bean casserole, right? Right? They're not <laughs> chiming in going, you know, Graham's not chiming in going, where's the green bean casserole? Where's this? Where's that? They are chiming in saying, where's your stuffing? Yeah. People expect stuffing to be on your plate. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe disagree. I'm I'm worked up about my stuffing <laughs> thing, man. <sighs> my next one. You're not gonna like this. It's our buffs. I'm throwing our buffs under the bus. But look, I'm honest on the show. I try. I'm I'm an honesty uh, uh, pioneer. Okay. I think that the buffs are gravy because gravy is delicious, but it's not substance, right? It's flash. It's not substance. It tops off the dish. There's nothing there, and that's what CU was this year. Right, Colorado was got a couple wins early, a couple close wins, a lot of talk, a lot of hype. There was no substance there, and they needed that offensive line. That's where your substance is. Defensive line. That's where you find substance. And the Buffs didn't have that this year. And so, like gravy, man, were they tasty? Man, did they get the eyeballs? Man, were they all over the place? But they didn't have the substance. The so substance. Buffs are the gravy. I like it. All right, what do you got? Uh, I'll go down my mashed potato road, and I went with uh, Kansas Ooh. State is the mashed potatoes. They're solid. Can't they're like they're, they're, they're going to be there. They're, they they come through every time for you. You know what? It's hard to That's screw it up. That's a really good one. <laughs> I didn't see it, but they are. You know, there's a couple teams out there. Iowa maybe would be in the mashed potatoes yeah, category. Yeah, I had them down there for But for But Kansas State is the mashed potatoes because mm-hmm. they get it done no matter what. That's right. Iowa might not. Kansas State got defense, or at least has some offense. All right, uh, my, my last one here, and I cheated. You know how I always cheat. I have four. I don't have three. We were supposed to come up with three. I have four. Okay, so I got two kinds of cranberry. Okay, my cranberry <laughs> sauce or cranberry jelly. What do you want first? Sauce. Right, let's go sauce first. Okay, so the sauce is the good stuff, right? Tail as old as time. You sit down, at least for me. Oh, late November... Late November, and I really should be back at school. What is that? Who is that? I have no oh, idea. Oh, come on. You know who that is. <laughs> is that Rod Stewart? Maybe. It's Oh, it's September. I think it's September. Late September, and I really should be back at school. <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, in late November, there are two things you can guarantee. Georgia is going to be in the playoffs, and I'm going to crave some cranberry sauce. Sure. So cranberry sauce. It's got to be Georgia. Georgia. It's got to be Georgia, my dogs. Now, I'm betting, you know, against them in the chip against you because we have a little uh, preseason thing going on there. But, again, like I said, 
Cranberry sauce to me is elite. Georgia to me is elite. You always got to make room in the playoffs for Georgia. Yep. You always got to make room on your plate for the cranberry sauce. To me, it's easy. Okay, now the jelly. A little wobble wobble jelly, okay? It's James Madison. Because you know why? Okay. I think jelly cranberry sauce is good. I said this earlier. Now, I'm kind of a shameful eater because I think I get made fun of, but I like it. And it always gets shoved aside. So to me, no matter how good it is, it always gets a stiff arm. It never gets let into the club. And this year, as we all know, James Madison moving up from, you know, for uh, was last year. So for the first couple of years, you can't compete in postseason play. Yep. Moving up from FBS, which is the stupidest, most arbitrary rule I've ever heard. Why? So they were undefeated till last week. They lost to App State, but still one loss. Great season. And so they're getting the stiff arm still from the NCAA. They're saying, fuck you. You don't belong here, even though I think they're good. So... That's the cranberry jelly. They always get the stiff arm. They never get let into the party. But I think it's delicious. They belong in the party. So to me, James Madison is our jelly cranberry sauce. Cranberry jelly. You're CBJ. (laughs) CBJ. (laughs) All right. Should we get out of here on my Black Friday tips? Let's get out of here. I know. I got some tips real quick. This takes two minutes. You You can chime in too. Black Friday tips. Okay. So Black Friday's coming up. A lot of you will listen before them. My tips. Okay. Number one tip. Remember this, for all online sales, everything is used in Eastern time. So if you look and it's midnight, it's not your midnight unless you're in Eastern time, right? So if you have to log on at midnight to get the deals, it's always Eastern. So think about that. Number two, prioritize. Okay, go hard first for the big items. Go for the TV, the 60% off. You know what I saw? If you're in the, in the, in the market for a ring doorbell, they're half off. You can get 150 ring doorbells for 75 bucks right now, right? Go for that nice. now and then use the rest of your time to get whatever you can get, you know, that's going to be there forever on Amazon. Okay, so that's the next thing is prioritize your your buying. Number 3, budget. It's too easy to overspend. You can get caught up buying, 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 you got a budget. And number 4, stay focused. I I talked about last week. Buying on Black Friday is very similar to sports betting. Okay? You got to go in with a game plan. It's all about buying low, selling high. You got to have an approach. You got to be the first in line. So, if you stay focused, urgency is real. Buy the best things first. Let it taper off. Are you ready for Black Friday? You going to be dialed in? I don't do Black Friday, man. Oh, man. You're you're missing out. Yeah, probably. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. Let's get out of here. We'll see y'all next week. (laughs) 